the Babble Room, the podcast where we babble on about things that fascinate us and hopefully fascinate you too. Hi guys and welcome back to the Babble Room. Hey Meg. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. I'm ready to see what you're going to talk to me about today. I'm very excited. Yeah, today we're talking about the history of theater. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah, so if you guys hate history and if you don't like theater, well, you're obviously listening to the wrong podcast right now. I was so going to say, <laughs> why are they listening to us if they don't like history or theater? Right? So they can leave right now. The door is on your left. Stage left. No, I'm kidding. Actually, stay a, tuned as you joke. might learn something new today. And oh, new but well. in all seriousness, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We know that uh, we're kind of veering on very different topics, but thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for spending your time with us, and we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Oh my god, that was such a nice message. Thank you, Meg. Thank you. And yes, we are really grateful you guys are listening to us. So as I said previously, today we're going to talk about the history of theater. So are you excited for this podcast, Meg? I'm excited that you are going to tell me something about history. To be honest. Yeah, um, maybe I'm going to finally achieve teaching teaching you someone new today. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, definitely, because I don't know a lot about theater. I do not know where you are going with today's episode, so I'm very excited to see what I'm going to learn. All right, so let's start by asking you, what do you know about history of theater? What do I know about the history of theater? (laughs) I suddenly forgot everything I knew about theater. So thanks for that. But what I do remember is that when I was in high school, uh, I was doing like this history, like classics history class. And we had to stage a play. And it was like one of the first recorded plays. I'm going to say that the history of theater originated in Greece. But that is based on a 10-year-old play. I thought you were going to say it's originated from my high school because that's what I remember (laughs) it started. (laughs) Yes, so it started in my high school specifically. Um, (laughs) Never mind that. I live in Canada. Yes, started in my high school. No, so I remember it. I think it was Euripides or someone. Anyway, I don't, I know very few Greek names, so I don't know if they're associated with theater or not. But I do remember we did this play and we were all dressed in togas because our teacher made us wear togas. And there was something about a baby and the baby was sacrificed. I don't know. It was dark. There's always something about a baby. It was really, really dark. And we were like 17, 18, like performing (laughs) this play. So I'm going to go ahead and say that (laughs) theater started in Greece and it was fucked up. Yeah, I mean, you you are right. You are correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Do I win a prize? Probably mm, not. A smile, oh. maybe. I don't know. More Can I get a fruit snack? I don't know. <laughs> More listeners, maybe. That would be great. Yes, share. Share, comment, and like. <laughs> <laughs> share, comment, and like, please. <laughs> okay, so the first traces of theater were found, like you said, within the Greeks in the beginning of the 5th century. That's a long time ago. That's a while ago, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Greek theater. Mm-hmm. Um, the word theater itself is derived from the ancient Greek. Um, let me wait. Let me let me let me show you my Greek accent. I'm gonna try <laughs> to say it properly. Theatron. 
You know what? I don't care what anybody else says. That was convincing. I do not know Greek. I don't know anyone who speaks Greek, but to me, that was convincing. Thank you very much. Which means a place for viewing, which makes sense, huh? I mean, if you want to be, yeah, yeah, good job. Thank you. <laughs> That's not, I did not invent anything. <laughs> okay, so, um, of course, the first theaters were also built by the Greeks. Um, they were first built for ritualistic purposes, which means religion and worshiping, especially like Greek in Greek mythology, as I recall. I, I have a question. Yes. So when somebody says that something is built for ritualistic purposes, mm-hmm. that just seems like they don't know what it's used for. And they just like <laughs> group it together and they're like, Meh, we think this is what it is. And if it's not, well, somebody probably used it in a ritual somewhere, so fuck it. Yeah, maybe. Well, it was related to religion a bit. Okay. Like, I don't know. They were, okay. So mostly they were participating in festivities in Athens, more precisely in the city of Dionysia, in the golden age of the Athenian democracy. So, okay. The earliest origins of drama are to be found in Athens, like I said, where ancient hymns called, wait, let me pronounce that correctly again. I don't, I don't remember how to pronounce it. I, I think it's Ditrans. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Okay, that <laughs> yeah. sounds right. Once again, yes, and, I accept. Yeah, and the Ditrans were sung in honors, of, in honor, not in honors, honors maybe, I don't know. Many of them, I guess. <laughs> many gods, many honors. Yeah, many of many honors. In the yeah, like I said, for the god Dionysus, the who is the god of what? Of wine and debauchery. Yes, exactly. I just because <laughs> I mean you studied it, so like I was waiting. Well, for no, you but I didn't. I didn't study me. the classics. I live with somebody who studied the classics, but I I did not. It was. I thought you did. I did. Oh, I, I did not did. study the classics. I did, and you did not. No, because I thought How I did. Okay, is that? I'm gonna get <laughs> so much hate for this. I am not a big fan of the classics. I like the like. Are I'm, you serious right now? No, but like I like the myths. Like I like the mythology of the Greek gods, and I find that super interesting. Okay, but like I'm not like the birth of democracy. Like that's super. That's super cool. And like it's great no, that it it's happens. Not. It's but not. like. <laughs> I don't want to study it like Aristotle, Socrates, philosophy. Mm, I'm good, thanks. Wow, I'm really surprised right now. I'm really surprised that like I studied something that you like are not really Just, interested to, and you did not study it. I mean, like, I took like one class. I took okay. one classics class, and that's where I was like, you know what? I like the myth side. So if I can take a class on mythology, sign me up in a heartbeat. If I have to learn all about like the city states and like the empire and this and that and how everybody was backstabbing each other in the triumvirate. Like, mm, I'm good, thanks. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe I like Greek gossips. I don't know. I <laughs> I loved it. I loved it, honestly. Well, that's For good. Thing. Those you were very well know, suited to yeah. tell me about this. The- <laughs> anyway, for those of you who don't know, uh, before going in um, in drama in university, I studied classics for I think a year and a half anyway see I didn't know that and I don't remember a lot of things but that was really honestly those were really nice classes all that to say (laughs) to come back to our main point 
So Dionysus, who is the god of wine, festivities, fertility, or debauchery, as you said mm-hmm. before. The dithrams and stuff were like sung in honors of him because what comes after being very drunk after a Greek party? Being fucking horny, of course, eh? I mean, if you're not describing our university experience. I am. I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's not go there. So Dionysus was also the god of religious ecstasy, whatever that means. <laughs> that religious sounds- what? Religious ecstasy. So he was considered uh, the god of religious ecstasy. Okay, so I feel... Hmm, okay, so I'm yeah, trying not to come yeah. to come at this from like a too modern perspective, but I feel like a religious ecstasy would be like, like a saint. So like somebody who's so into religion that like they become a martyr or like... Once again, this is from my medievalist point of view, which... Well, you know, my question was just like... Can you explain the meaning of religious ecstasy to me, please? Because you studied religion, right? I did, yes. Okay, so yeah. But so yeah, okay. So yeah. from from my medievalist point of view, like religious ecstasy would be like a martyr who gives their life up in like in service of God or like who sacrifices their life for their religion. So like, for example, St. Catherine and the wheel. She was martyred on the wheel because she did not give up her convictions in her religion and she became a saint so okay so there you go here's a little five minute <laughs> information oh, session no idea what you're talking about but yes yes she was smiling not smiling not okay so the hymns to the god Dionysus on festivities in Dionysia were later adapted for the um, choral processions in which the Greeks or whatever participants would dress up in costumes and masks the greeks or whatever participants wouldn't it be just greeks that are participating in this that was my spiritual point of view on the thing maybe they okay okay perfect okay gods and greek okay that makes sense i understand understand. sorry i do apologize i will interrupt you very often during this podcast because i probably will not understand 50% if not like 75% at what you say so I will require explanation so I apologize in advance for every time that I will button be like uh I'm sorry what that'll make up for every time that I interrupted you before (laughs) which means a lot of times that's okay we're even the number of questions I can ask you in a day is incredible I honestly I don't know how you come up (laughs) with new questions every fucking hour (laughs) all right so the Athenian theater was like I said before, from <laughs> financed by the Athenian state as a part of the religious festivals because they were just like, yes, religion, let's put money into that. Um, and the most popular festival was the festival called Sidi Dionysia. Hmm. Okay, but when you say Sidi Dionysia, like it sounds like S E E D Y, something, something that's seedy, so something that's like shady. No, that and was I'm just... like, <laughs> that was just regular city as in a city it's just uh, I, said it. I said it weirdly because i thought it was funny but that okay. makes so much more sense i was imagining like god of debauchery and like wine and just like i it was not a pg-13 assumption that i was making in my mind let's just say that <laughs> all right so the fact that the athenian um theater was financed by the athenian state uh because of the religious part of it 
made theater and religion both evolve on the same path as both of them tried to find meaning in life, making sense of the universe and analyzing the faith of mankind on earth. That was okay. Sure. Do you not agree? I agree. It's just, it was a very complicated sentence and I was like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. God, religion, people on earth. Okay. Yes. Got it. Continue. Did you you get, yeah, that was a bit philosophical but like did you get see this is why i did not like philosophy it just makes me think about things i don't want to think about (laughs) all right so you know well everybody knows the famous iconic um two the thing you know you know the thing do you know i think i might know this is this the iliad and the odyssey no oh shoot I was so excited that I knew something. What kind of a guess was that? No, I mean the math. Well, you said the two big things. And I was <laughs> like, well, the two big texts to come out of ancient okay, Greece I, I are meant... the Odyssey and the Iliad. No, I meant the theater muses. The like the, muses? the happy face and the sad face. The iconic theater masks. The masks. Okay, yeah. Yes. See, once again, muses. Medievalist. Okay, yes. So they're Happy, called... sad. So yeah, mm-hmm. the Greeks created the two muses. Okay. Which are the like the figures, icon, masks, whatever you want to call them, in mm-hmm. theater, like one one happy and one sad. And we have Thalia, which is the muse of comedy, which is the happy one. Mm-hmm. Makes and we sense. have Mel Melpomani, who's the Where's your Greek pronunciation? Try Wait. that again. Okay, so I'll try it again. There's no R in this one, so I can't roll my R's. Mm-hmm. But Melpomani. It's pretty, right? I like Thalia. Thalia is really pretty, I think. It's so true. anyway, so Thalia is the muse of comedy and Melpomene is the muse of tragedy. Okay. Now let's jump to the birth of drama. Do you want to take a wild guess or? The birth of drama, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, still in Greece. Still in Greece. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm going to posit that it is somebody that took a myth, a story, and instead of it being oral tradition, decided to stage it. To show it to more people. That is pretty close to what it is. Yes. Um, do you know when it happened? Do I know when it is? Uh, a long time ago. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> a disgusted face that you just made at me. Okay. Okay. I understand. So I, I was rereading what I was, the notes that I took, and I was just like, I don't know if that sounds right anymore because I feel, Honestly, I feel like there's um, there's uh, some mistakes in the the sources that I've read, but I'm not completely sure. So I'm gonna say it. And if any of you guys who's a theater professional, feel free to correct us or me. Please feel free to correct me. On but please anything. do it nicely. We are very sensitive. <laughs> very sensitive. Be gentle, please. All right. So when we call the birth of drama really happened, apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly is the word you want to use. Allegedly. Around the 3rd century BC, when the tyrant Pisistratus... Pisistratus. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry. What's his name? Pisistratus, who was then the ruler of the city, Mm -hmm. established a series of public festivals. Again, festivals, festivities, parties. Yay! (laughs) Greeks were really good at partying. They were party animals. I mean, you kind of have sure. to if you live if you live back in ancient Greece, and I don't know what the lifespan was, but you got to party as hard as you work. And of course, one of these festival was called. I it said it before. Come on, this uh, this city Dionysia. 
Say it. Yeah, pretty Dionysia, yeah. Okay, well, I was close. I also don't speak Greek, so I don't know what the correct pronunciation is. I'm so happy I can correct you at least once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, it was in the festival for the god Dionysus, which makes sense because it's almost the same word. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's for him. It's for Athena, then we got a problem. And the, yeah. And the, <laughs> the festival was basically um, composition in music, singing, dance, and poetry. So are you telling me that this was the original America's Got Talent? Yeah, and this is how drama was born. That's so cool. Yeah, because people were just like reading poetry and dancing and singing. When it really happened mm-hmm. is because of one guy. It's always one guy. <laughs> it's always, you know that one guy? That one fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that one, that one white dude? Than, yeah, you know that, that, that one guy who was better than any everybody else he was just like you know what i'll do it differently so yeah watch me bruh bruh watch me bruh watch me i'll do it differently and he fucking (laughs) did he did it differently so instead of just reading poetry like Mm -hmm. all the people were doing or singing he decided to to do it like i think like he was a as it says on the source like it says that he was a um a storyteller so instead of just telling a story like Mm -hmm. the other competitors would do he like literally started to do it as he was imp- impersonating the people in his story. So he was acting out the characters in his story. So he was basically acting, yeah, when nobody huh. knew what acting was. That's so cool. And that famous guy name mm-hmm. was Thespis. Thespis? That's Thespis, a f- yeah. That's a fun name to say. I feel like... That's a really important name. I was going to say, it sounds, sounds familiar. Thespis. What's the word? There's a word that derives from this name, but I don't remember what Thespians. it is. Thank you. That was so obvious. Well, you know, this is how we now call theater people. We call them thespians. Wow, that's really because cool. Because it is a derived word of the first, 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 first Greek guy who decided that he did it better than everybody else. And he did win the competition. Wow, that's he did pretty win cool. the contest, so yeah. All right, so do you want to know in more details how Thespis did win the competition absolutely not okay so i'm gonna tell you how he did it <laughs> i don't care I'm, I'm, gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you how he did win because I'm that kidding. one guy that one guy of course i want to know it's just it was too easy so allegedly it says <laughs> allegedly. allegedly according to your source material it says, that is not an academically peer-reviewed journal uh-huh He uh, completely blown away the audience by leaping on the back of a wooden cart, reciting poetry as if he was the characters. So I'm just imagining this scene in my head. Okay, so I am a Greek woman who hopefully was allowed to go to these festivals, but I am a Greek woman in whatever century this is, BC. And I am high, I am drunk because it's a festival. And then I see some dude just leap into a cart. I would have been fucking amazed. Just he like was... reciting poetry and acting out story. Yeah. Okay. Sign me up. Yeah. He probably finished the night with a lot of ladies. <laughs> he looked like a show off, but like, oh my Chill God. Chad. <laughs> yeah. Theater Chad. Oh, wow. <laughs> we need a name for a theater Chad. Do you have a name for a theater Chad? Thespis? <laughs> Fine. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> so. He really like he became officially the first actor 
wow. in the history of theater because he did that kind of thing that people didn't ever tried before so yeah i have a question for you yes and this is you might hate me for this question Uh so recorded history says that this is the first actor yeah do you think that there's actually somebody called this what's his name thespis 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 do you think there's actually somebody called thespis that actually existed or do you think it was more a legend made reality no i think this is what they what they found i i think honestly i think this is this is real i think this is what historians found what i do, like however what mm-hmm. i do think is i am pretty sure he wasn't the first actor mm-hmm. in the history of theater because yeah as i recall i think but like they do not have any i, I don't think they have enough proof my question is like like, obviously, we have recorded history, but, like, history is not necessarily what's happened. It's what was written down. So, like, mm-hmm. it's great that we have this story of a man named Theseus. Oh, fuck. I keep Thespis. forgetting his name. Thespis. Thespis. Thank you. I yeah. want to say Theseus, but Theseus is another one. It's, it's not the, <laughs> It's another it's one. Not this, it's another Chad. <laughs> exactly. So, Thespius, <laughs> who at this festival leapt on a cart and started acting... Uh-huh. But do you think that Thespius is actually a collection of people who slowly brought the art of acting to the mainstream and then people just kind of throughout many generations regrouped him as one person so that it would be easier to record? Or do you think there was actually a human named Thespius who was born who was the first actor? That's a really, really good question, actually. See, I don't like philosophy, well, I mean, but I'm going to throw some food, shit down. Right. Food for thoughts, because I cannot pronounce myself on this one. Okay. Well, guys, if you have a theory, feel free to let us know on social media. Yeah. Or drop a review. <laughs> let us know what you think in our review. Yeah, and we'll discuss it. Okay, so drama was then born. And uh, note aside... The word drama comes from the ancient Greek and signify to act or action. What was the ancient Greek word? Drama. Okay, but pronounce <laughs> it with an English accent. You've pronounced every other word with a Greek accent. You gotta put a little <laughs> bit of a Greek twist on this. Drama. There you <laughs> I go. Know. I don't know if it's the correct way, but whatever. I, I like how all you do is roll your R's. Okay. I looked into pronunciation and they rolled the R's. So. Perfect. Like so I said, I, I don't right. know. Greek, I don't know ancient Greek, so whatever you tell me, I will believe. There were also a prize for the dramatist with the dramatist with the best text. And very, very few texts were selected. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And historian I found like very few because I think that they were destroying the text after after the festivities, festive festivities, sorry, festivals. As I recall, they were only keeping the um, the winner texts and the other one were destroyed. So historians have found very few texts. That's so sad. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so yeah, this also happening in the fifth century on all the dramatists that participated in the festivals. Only three of them really, really shown through their work. Hmm. You want to take a wild guess as who they were? Um, Euripides. Don't remember if he was an author or a philosopher or whoever. So that's yes. my first guess. Am yes. I am I right? You are correct. Yes. Yeah. 
and then I know somebody wrote about somebody wrote about a Greek myth. Um, okay. Uh, she gets her her eyes. She's blinded at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the myth is, but that one. So I don't know the author. I don't know the story. I remember she's blinded at the end. So that gives you a lot to go on. And then Themistocles. What? Themistocles. The who? Themistocles. <laughs> I don't know why I know that name. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a person or not. Themistocles. I feel like you just. I felt like you just made up a name. To be How honest. could I make up a name like Themistocles? <laughs> also, I've said it like eight times now. I know. It gets better every time. Themistocles. Oh, he was a. Thank you, Google. He was a politician. Okay, so you had one out of three. Do you want to take another while, I guess? Or do you want me to spell it out? No, no, let's see. I'll try. Okay. Euripides. Yes. Uh, I mean, obviously not Aristotle, Socrates, or Plato. Um, I mean, um, or okay, apparently, um, apparently they go in. I mean, um, Homer. Is Homer one of them? Homer was a character. Homer's not a character. Homer Homer wrote the uh, the Iliad. That wasn't no. Wait, what? That's not. <laughs> it's not a character. Homer is not a character. Okay. Homer Homer is a storyteller, for okay. sure. Well, he was not one of them, for sure. He was not one of them. Okay. Uh. Okay. Wait. Give me. Give me like thirty more seconds to think about this. Um. You said one of them, but like. Plato, Socrates, or Aristotle. One of those three. That's my yeah, second one guess. Of those three. That's my second guess. So you were almost right. Mm-hmm. Sophocles. Oh, Sophocles. Okay. I know yeah, that. But let me get, I'll, I'll get back to him. So Aeschylus. Yes. Why do I right? know this now that you tell me? So Aeschylus did one because he added a second actor to increase the drama potential in, in a play little innovator here yeah exactly so he's also known to have written more than 80 plays on which of them only seven survived oh wow okay that's really sad isn't it Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure like honestly i'm pretty sure the other ones were really good but i don't know i am not a greek critique so i would not well you know more about it than i do so on the seven plays that remained Aeschylus wrote three plays that were put into a trilogy and which is called The Orisia. Okay, I have never heard of it. Are you serious? Nope. Okay. So yeah, the the trilogy that he wrote is uh it's considered a masterpiece today. Okay. I'm probably not gonna read it. <laughs> it's okay. it's very long. It's very long to read. I'm not gonna read it. And for you theater kids who's gonna say, like, it's not long at all, you are lying. It is long to read. <laughs> For someone who doesn't really like to read, it's long to read. It's like okay. the Iliad and the Odyssey, which were poems written by Homer. Whatever. Okay, so then the second one, which you like kind of maybe said was Sophocles. Sophocles. Yeah. Um, he actually gained his first victory against Aeschylus. And you know what That's he so did? Cool. No, I don't know what he did. He probably fucked some shit up. He brought in a third person. Is that exactly. what? <laughs> That's exactly what So he said. original. That little piece of uh, 
Great. Copy. Added, Based. Like, he added a third actor, making the concept of a play even more complex. Oh my god, wait until they hear about the Greek choir. Also, maybe due to the fact that he was a philosopher, so he added more tragic dilemmas, I guess, to the plot. Yeah. Of course he did. So, so maybe that's that's the reason why it was so captivating for the audience <laughs> and the judges, I don't know, the critiques or whatever. Um on his part, he wrote about uh, 120 plays during his life, and on which of them only Seven remained. I was waiting for you. Sorry, I didn't know. It's just, there's so many little, it makes me think, I know this is going to be a tangent. I'm sorry. Like the Library of Alexandria. Like if only we Mm -hmm. still had all of that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like it's so sad. Yeah. Um, Do you want to take a wild guess at what his masterpiece was back in the days? Um, It's a complex. (laughs) If that can help you. And not even a little bit. Like, if you gave me, like, the first word of the play, that would help. No, but because the first word is the play. So you're Exactly. Like, That's why I want you to give me the first word. Well, what, like, the the complex of, you know, you know. The Oedipus complex? Exactly. So Oedipus the King was oh, the yeah, play he's... that he. I didn't know he's the one who wrote that. Yeah. Huh. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> And then surprise philosophy. (laughs) And yes, like you said before, Euripides being the third genius, but he was the youngest of them three. But sorry. So I have a quick question. So if he is, he's the youngest. So is it, did you name them in the order in which they won the contest? Yes. Okay. So the first one was Aeschylus. Thank you. And then he was dethroned by Sophocles. Mm -hmm. And then also, Sophocles is not even the one that I named. I said Aristotle, Plato, and Socrates. Sophocles and Socrates are not the same person. Oh, I just thought, as okay. I thought you said Sophocles. Well, you you know what? You could have it's, won that one, but no, you were really honest <laughs> and you said that you were wrong. So sorry, I was wrong. For you. Well played. <laughs> you. I give you ten more points. Um, okay, and then Euripides came and dethroned Sophocles. So how many years go by between well, each? He did not, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't think that he did that Euripides dethroned Sophocles, but he was mm-hmm. the, like the third big one to like. But is see. this like a, a festival that happened every year or is there like yeah. 10 years? Okay. No, every year. So this happened. So these three came out in quick succession. I think so. I don't, I don't know. Like it, I don't know the, the, the timeline on that one. Okay, but that's like okay. They were, they were, I think they were pretty like pretty much in the same times. I think. Watch us learn next week that turns out one was born like a hundred <laughs> years before the other. But okay. I believe you. It's your episode. Them, different centuries. <laughs> Can you imagine? It would be really funny. All right. So he was the youngest. Mm-hmm. And compared to Scilius, this one had 19 of his plays survived. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's the one that I remembered. Yeah, maybe. So it is said that Euripides um, brought an unconventional view of the Athenian drama by introducing characters and their human frailties. They all die. They're all like cursed Yo, by I'm, the gods. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all the theater kids that do remember information and that I know they're going to come after me. 
And I know who you, I'm not going to drop names, but I know you guys and I know you're going to come after me. And I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Listen, this is not an educational or no, academic podcast. This is us mm. shooting the shit and hoping the other person learns something. <laughs> and maybe you two guys, we don't know. So as some of you may know, there is three genres of Greek drama. The first I'm one gonna- being... Oh, I thought, you, sorry, I thought you were going to make me guess. You've been making me guess all along, so oh, I'm like, is it my turn? Oh, do you want it? Okay, so guess the three genre then. Uh, comedy, tragedy, mm-hmm. and epic. No? Okay. No. <laughs> what is, define epic for me, please. Uh, Trojan War. Trojan War. Epic. That is that an was, epic. That was epic. That was epic. No, it's a tire. <laughs> Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So comedy was used for? Making people laugh. Yes. But also <laughs> uses humor to, to show social dilemmas of the, ah, the society. Which is something we still do today. Yes, we sure do. And then tragedy was the opposite of comedy. It made people it cry. Used- it was I, like I think pretty much all of you know that already, but tragedy is based on human suffering and death. That's dramatic. It is. Hmm. And do you want to take a wild guess at what satire is, or was actually in, at that time? Uh, okay. Well, if you say that, then it might not be the same thing as today. But I'm going to no. take a wild guess and say that they have a comedic reversal of roles. So. It might be examining a current social or political situation and reversing the role. So let's say like a politician is made right. fun of in a play or something. Okay, you went way too deep with that, but okay. God that was, damn. It's, Satire. It's funny. Okay. It's, honestly, it's it's way more simpler than that. So Satire was like, there were short plays that were performed between the acts of tragedies. Mm-hmm. And they made, of course, they made fun of situation of the tragedy's character. And they were commenting and, and stuff. It's a social commentary. Yes. And they were, brace yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> they were, satires were described as mythical creatures, half human, half goats. Oh, yes. I thought you meant satire as in the comedy genre, not the no, mythical I, creature. I told you back in the days. I told you satire back in the days. A satyr. Oh, is that what it's called? A satyr. <laughs> no wonder I didn't get it right. Okay, yeah, mm. like in Narnia. Oh, is that a satyr? Satyr? Satyr. Satyr. Like S-A-T-Y-R? <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the English Dictionary. <laughs> the Oxford English Dictionary. All right, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I pronounced that. Wrong. Okay, but wait. So, how do you write it? S A T Y R. Yeah, but I wrote it with an E for some reason when I wrote it. Oh my! But okay. I think that's not. I am suddenly rethinking well, the last you know five I'm, minutes. I'm just. And I'm, I'm like, just. Hmm. I'm okay. looking at my notes and I see it. I I wrote it both ways. So <laughs> satire is a form of comedy. Yeah, but that was but also a form of comedy, so I think that was... Well, maybe that's where they get the name not, from. Yeah, probably, most likely. Satyrs were described as mythical creature, half-human, half-goats. Mm-hmm. 
And it is said that actors in these plays wore large phalluses for comic effect. Because nothing says funny like a magnum penis and a human goat. <laughs> okay. So, slowly but surely, they also introduce the concept of martyr. Martyr? I don't know how Martyrdom? Martyrs. Martyrs? Yes. Whereas the main character becomes more popular after death. Yeah, that's a martyr. Yes, exactly. So, in other words, the greater the character is, the greater the audience is going to grief at their downfall. I don't like where this is going. It's not it's not going into tragedy, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna get there. Yeah. We're on the train to tragedy. Okay, so jumping in time, Greeks introduced a chorus. Oh, okay, see, I knew that. So you know you know what a chorus is? I mean there are loads of people, obviously because it's a chorus, but aren't they the ones that like do the reactions or that go the crowd into making reactions? Having yes. reactions? Okay, not far off. So Athenian tragedy added their touch, which in Greek is called Corypheus. So chorus. Uh, hmm. Yeah, which is the translation to chorus. And like you said, it is based off a group of actors that would sing, dance, and again, recite the terms of praises to the god Dionysus. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So they would all be dressed in the same way wearing capes and masks so we would never it was really really creepy i'm gonna put a lot of images a lot of images i don't want to put too much but like i thought they were so interesting looking for sure i'm gonna put the links and images as well on the website if you guys are interested in seeing them i can also you know what i'll also put youtube links so we can hear them speak but yeah they looked very creepy back then so adding the chorus uh, gave a very non-individualistic look or outlook at like mm-hmm. a group of individuals who were, I don't know, who were doing stuff and commenting and being like, ooh, this is so tragic. So, so yeah. commentators. Yeah. Um, later on, as Greek theater evolved or as drama evolved, the, um, the chorus added a leader I was I was gonna say like what we call a leader, but like there were there was like one who were who was sorry who was leading the group uh-huh. into um, gossiping and and such things. I was gonna say like he or she, but you know what? No, it was a he. It was a he. I, was say, I don't think there were many then, women. It was only male male actors. Uh-huh. I have some examples of plays including courses. That's cool. And one of them is the one that we talked like a bit earlier which is the trilogy of the Oristia actually of Oristia not the Oristia but so yeah the play that Aeschylus mm-hmm. won basically and uh the first play is Agamemnon I know Agamemnon yeah you know Agamemnon everybody knows Agamemnon who doesn't know Agamemnon I'm sure there's somebody who doesn't <laughs> the more know I Agamemnon say, the more I butcher the words so like saying... it's a fun word to say though Agamemnon Ag- Agamemnon uh, and so in the play, you have the chorus of elderly men of Argos. Okay. Then the second play of the trilogy, which is called the Liberation Bearers, mm-hmm. you have a chorus group of slave women also from Argos. Okay. And in the last one, Humanities, what it's called a chorus of furies. Wait, aren't the furies... Wait, I know. Hmm, I don't, but I do. Aren't the furies like... 
Like they come get the souls on Earth for Hades. I don't remember. Okay, never mind. That. I do not remember. That's okay. But maybe some of you guys can comment and um, tell us exactly who the Furies are, because I I do not remember. And anyways, as we know now, courses have been used ever since in plays through various modern plays, including. Um, you're, I feel like you're going to know that one. Okay. Equus by Peter Schaffer. I'm sorry, what? Equus? Equus. The one that has Daniel Radcliffe running naked on stage. Exactly. I was going to say, I was going to say for those of you guys who have no idea what that play is, is the one play with naked Harry Potter in it. Why? (laughs) Why is that my referral point? Anyway. Okay. Moving on. I'm a terrible person. Moving on. We also Morning Becomes Electra by Eugene O'Neill, who is a great dramatist. See, I remember Eugene O'Neill because you talked about him last time. Maybe right? not last time, the one time before. So mm-hmm. I remember him. Mm-hmm. The, the, the four plays. Yes. And also a more modern one, which is called Concrete Floral by Jordan Tannehill. And it's also a modern Canadian play. I remember that one because you did that one in university. Exactly. I love it. As well, that's why I put it out there. (laughs) Did you play a couch? Yes, I played couch. Not a couch, I played couch. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, confusion. Yeah, exactly, very confused. At least I remembered which character you were. Which is pretty good. This was, what, five years ago? uh, I think six or seven years ago. Uh, Yeah, so the the chorus was, um, in that case, was a group of teenagers and that was really fun to play. All right. So moving on. Um, Persian theater. Oh. Yes. Persian theater was called Nakali. Mm-hmm. And they also developed their own form of theater, uh, which is one of the oldest, by the way. That's so cool. I didn't know that. And you guys can... Or, I, I know you're not... I know, Meg, you're not going to know it. But like, if any of you guys theater mogul that are listening correct me if i'm wrong but i think that the word nakali refers to actor i think it means actor in persian language that'd be pretty cool yeah so interesting fact with persian theater both men and women can be nakali and perform really yeah and they were performing with mixed gender audience as well so that That's was so like, cool. yeah, they were very advanced for their times because they were the only one doing it, I, I think. Yeah. So Greeks. the Greeks, we didn't really talk about this. And I'm sorry that once again, sorry That's for okay. cutting you off. Secondly, sorry for bringing it back to the Greeks. Um, but we didn't really explicitly talk about this. But in Greek theater, the actors were all male. There could not be a woman yeah. on stage. Yeah. And the yeah, audience, so- were women allowed to be in the audience or was it just for men? Um, I think the I think, like, for a long time, it was only men participating okay. in, in... So that's why it's I, so different yeah, than the Persian it changed, theater. It changed, honestly, like, it changed at some point, but I don't remember when. Oh, that's okay. Okay, no, I just wanted to It's It's to really clarify. far away in notes, so I... Okay. Sorry for the interruption. We can now no, go back okay. to the Persian theater. <laughs> and no worries. So Nakali was performed in coffee houses, private houses, and historical venues such as ancient on my pronunciation caravanseres i think i'll i'll put it in the links mm-hmm. on show notes on the website you can look it up 
and correct me if you you can correct me on a lot of fucking things on just this do podcast it nicely, today, but please yeah please just do it nicely um all right so that was that that was what it was for Persian theater because I just wanted to make it like a little quick overview of what it was in part one uh so back to Greek theater also aside from the literary form of theater Greeks also blessed us with the architectural rigged theater um auditorium I can say I think the word you're looking for is auditorium exactly which is also present in our in our lives today a lot of um theaters are built this way still so when you say auditorium do you mean like the half moon shape yeah the the high that go up yeah exactly the half moon theater that was really like raked and Mm -hmm. um a lot of music venues are built this way still so yeah, I am uh, not going to go into details about it because I am way over my time right now with this part one of the podcast, but I'll say more about everything related to theater and history of theater in the next one. So thank you guys for listening today. Thank you for your patience, Meg. <laughs> no, this is actually so fun. I learned so much. See, this is not something that was taught to me in any of the classes I took on the classics while I was in school like theater is not something that we talked about so this was really fun to kind of get a different perspective on it and I'm not gonna say it made me like the classics a bit more but it did make me like the classics a bit more it was more interesting right oh definitely it was more interesting than a dry class it's always more interesting when you add wine and Dionysus to it cheers all right so thank you so so much guys for listening today um, if you want to know more, you can go on our websites. I'm going to put show notes and pictures and YouTube uh, links. We'll put all the links in our social media. You can find us at The Babble Room on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You'll have the link for our website on all those platforms. And thank you guys so much for your support. We're really enjoying doing this. Thank you for being so nice and mm-hmm. for encouraging us. We love all of you. Yes, we're really grateful to be on it. So um, until then, we'll see you on the part two of the Thank you guys again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.